Exchange on Deep Dive. Now, in tonight's edition of The Exchange, we talk tech. And, of course, I am talking about uh, all things, the Internet of Things. And that is really where the world is going. So this evening, we want to take a look at artificial intelligence, the future of IT, and the Internet of all things. As Zimbabwe, are we ready? Do we understand what's happening? Do you understand what's happening? And, of course, how can we better prepare and incorporate and embrace all these technological Advancements. There are also legal issues that come with them. So we want to be able to address and understand all of these things to the best of our ability. Now allow me to welcome my guests this evening. I am joined by Rufaro Mandu and Martin Muduva. Rufaro, good evening and welcome along to the deep dive. Good morning. Good evening, uh, Rundi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So good to have you on the show. Uh, Martin, good evening and welcome. Yes, Rondi, good evening and thanks for bringing me to the conversation. Wonderful stuff. Okay, so I want to start off the conversation with what may seem like a really, 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 really pedestrian question. Uh, but start us off with just a glossary of terms, hey? Um, what is AI? What is artificial intelligence? I saw a joke somewhere uh, made in quite bad taste where somebody was asked, what's AI? She goes, well, eh, eh, you know, it's good for everyone. It must have a lot of oxygen. Children need good air. <laughs> I, I don't think that's what we were talking about. But tell us a little bit. What is AI? Okay, so AI is the ability of a digital computer, a machine, or a computer-controlled robot to make mix the cognitive functions that are associated with human mind. So you'll find that um, it is basically a simulation of human intelligence in machines, computers, or robots in order to perform tasks, whether they're complex or they are simple tasks. Right. Okay. <laughs> ah, yeah. This is going to be a very. We need many, many subtitles. Martin, <laughs> come in a little bit, uh, in Apple, and and you know, explain to us a little bit further. Has AI always been there, or is it uh, you know something new? And what sort of everyday things? does you know do we find with ai operating uh in it or what sort of everyday things use ai what ai am i coming into contact with on a day-to-day basis or some of our listeners <laughs> thanks uh thanks i just like the way uh rufaro uh <laughs> deep into the definition of uh, artificial intelligence um i would like to submit three uh essentials of artificial intelligence though there are quite a number of uh, functions that characterize artificial intelligence. So the basic um, tenets of an artificial intelligence, ob- intelligent object, is that it should be able to uh, to learn. So by saying the object is learning, we are saying the way human beings learn, they accumulate new knowledge as the environment dynamically uh, changes. And they reason because they are learning, they start now to reason uh, applying the cognitive intelligence that they have gained from the new knowledge. So they start to reason. And also they start to make decisions that are different and update their knowledge basis uh, accordingly. So the discourse of artificial intelligence, yes, we can say it used to exist, but you know, terms emerge as uh, we start to enrich the technology because we have seen the 
Martin, are you still there? Rufano, are you there? Yes, I'm, I'm still here. I was actually uh, listening to Martin. As was I. All right, uh, well, we'll try and get uh, and get Martin back um, yes. uh, so that he can finish uh, his submission there. So just hold on to our listeners. We will be getting back to that very interesting conversation. Now, as we try and get uh, Martin back there, uh, we are going to be continuing with the conversation. Um, now, now, Rufano, I, I want to come to you uh, before we, we get back to Martin. Um, and one big thing that I have noticed lately is that there are a lot of these programs um, that are being used uh, by people to to do their work or to think for them. So, say, for example, if I'm an artist and I want to write, a, you know, I want a song written, I can just go into uh, an AI program and simply say, oh, uh, can you write me a song about this and that? Talk, talk to us a little bit about uh, how all of that works. Okay. So, you'll find that lately there's a, it's something called open AI um, and uh, it's a developer of ChatGPT, and I'm sure a, a lot of people are familiar with this application. It's a generative AI. And when we say generative, we are saying that it's an AI that is able to um, use programs that are fed into it and come up with an output, uh, if we can put it simply. So when you're talking about... Uh, a musician who wants to create a song using AI, it means that they're using this application, a, a generative AI. And, of course, concerns will come up there in so far as IP issues, um, intellectual property rights, and who owns that song, and uh, is it, is, you know, can that artist actually claim ownership of that song? So you'll find that, yeah, it's very interesting how people are using this generative AI to come up with different things, essays, dissertations for them, <laughs> case laws, uh, you, you, you name it. So it's a very interesting um, adoption and exploitation of uh, AI that is happening across the world uh, these days. Uh, you know, I, I, you, and, and you know, looking at that aspect around intellectual property. So, who owns it, and how how do you deal with that? Because is it the creator of the generative AI? Is it Munano um, company? I mean, how is it dealt with? Because I have put it in the Nondindaisa input. It's, it, you know, I've asked the question. I've put in basic information. Uh, you know, t- yeah, th- that that's my big question around that ownership. Uh, the creative issue is another one but on the intellectual property how is that dealt with so there are definitely terms and conditions of chat gpt that are that, that are they that people have to refer to so when it comes to property issues it's actually a complex issue that um even um, americans are also trying to solve because there are issues that have been taken to court in so far as ip rights when people are using uh, generative ai so some courts have said that, okay, so if you have um, put, um, you know, made an input into the, into the system, into the application, and then it gives a certain output which can be 
distinguish to you yourself the person who's made the input, you can claim that copyright. As long as you can show that the aspects that I've put in which are original to me. And you have to make sure that it's not something that is a general question that is like, uh, we're asking why is the grass green? And someone else is going to ask such a question and obviously cannot then claim ownership of the answer that comes out there because it's going to be the same for everyone. So, yeah, so the courts are actually in, in other jurisdictions are trying to solve that issue um, and it's become very complex to the point where um, some jurisdictions have decided, for example, the U.S. Uh, government has decided, okay, we're going to come up with a, with a, with a with statutes that regulate IP rights insofar as generative material is concerned. So, yeah, it's a complex issue that I am hoping that the world will, will, will resolve so that in the future, if, if it affects us in our own jurisdiction, we've got um, case law to refer to from other jurisdictions, you know. So, yeah, it is, it is a complex issue. As long as you can claim that you have made an input which is original, and then the output itself, um, then you can claim it. But if it is something that has been inputted by another company, and um, that is, those are the risks also of using generative AI. Because some companies, their employees can be um, very careless with the information that they're going to input um, into the application, resulting in um, exposure of. Um, of their IP, IP uh, intellectual property. Um, for example, Samsung had a similar is- issue where um, codes were exposed accidentally <laughs> to the application by an employee. So you find that it is, yeah, it is quite a complex issue that we should be very careful about when we're using um, this generative AI. Mm. And you know, I never thought of it like that, Rufaro. Um, but, but on the aspect of you know being careful, a lot of uh, these uh, applications or a lot of internet use at the moment requires that you input personal information. Um, is that information safe? Uh, talk to us a little bit about data protection and what measures we can take on uh, as we are working with the world, but we also want to protect our our personal information. And, uh, and other valuable information. Okay, so fortunately for us, um, these applications are also bound by law. Um, you find that the most common or not is the one I've brought up into the conversation, child GPT is governed by um, GDPR regulations. So they are forced to come up with security measures, which they have done. And you find that certain information, they actually have timelines as to how long they can keep your personal information in their system and uh, their restrictions as to um, when the next person comes along and they want to use the application, they have to restrict um, the application from just showing the next person your personal information. But it doesn't mean that that it's, it's foolproof because we never know in the future you know, personal information can just pop up in chat GPT. So, yeah, we, yeah, those are the concerns insofar as data protection is concerned. And 
That means when it comes to sensitive information, because there's a distinction between personal information and sensitive information. So your personal information... What, 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 what is the difference? Muribababu, two day difference here. What's the difference yes. between those two? So personal information is basically information that identifies you as a person, that makes you identifiable. Um, your phone numbers, your ID number, your name, your physical address, and the like. And sensitive information now is, inf- is information about you, um, your opinions, your, your medical history, um, even your, your criminal records, if, you, if you've got criminal records and things like that. So if you're going to be um, sharing such kind of sensitive information when you're using an application, you risk that possibility of it coming out as an output when someone else is using ChatGPT, for example. So definitely one has to be careful because when it comes to data protection laws, you cannot protect that which you put into the public. Once you put your information out into the public, you can no longer claim privacy because you've put it out in the public. So when you're using those applications, if you put it out there, you can no longer turn around and say, oh, you used my information, which you have to put it out there yourself. So you have to be careful when you're using this um, um this application what exactly you're sharing very important points there we are um, speaking to Rufaro Mandu and to Martin Muduva all about IT and AI the future uh, do you understand what this means and are you incorporating all of these aspects of course be very careful I like what Rufaro had to say there that you know once you put your information out there it becomes free for all it's in the public domain and also you know just be careful for what you're putting out there. Now, Martin, uh, I'm glad we've got you back. Apologies, uh, we lost you there. Uh, but you were telling us about the three characteristics of AI. Mindy, let me try to quickly uh, proceed so that we may not uh, suffer the same uh, interruption. I was talking of the three characteristics of artificial intelligence that those objects should be able to learn, reason, and make decisions where human beings update their expertise the moment they generate or they acquire new knowledge. So, uh, we asked also about the, um, whether we are experiencing the, uh, the, 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 the works of artificial intelligence in our day-to-day lives. And I want to cite just a few uh, issues that we may be uh, interacting with artificial intelligence in our day-to-day lives uh, in the corporate world. You see how banks, I may not cite a particular names, but we have seen how banks have switched to start using uh, WhatsApp banking, which is an example of uh, the application of artificial intelligence on those the, uh, the platforms, which makes it very easy to uh, interact and get your problems. So they generate intelligence, they continue to learn from our students, and they update their knowledge basis in the extent that they become even more efficient uh, with time. There is also a lot of processes, uh, automation, and we are also involved in uh, a lot of uh, use of artificial intelligence in the health industry. We have seen now in the developed countries deploy artificial intelligence, uh, CCTVs in the streets to simply monitor the behavioral characteristics of as they uh, move around the streets of interest uh, 
and he actually leading to efficient response during our uh, cases of pandemic. Okay. Oh, are you Martin? Are you still there? Yes, I am. All right. Wonderful. All right. I thought we'd lost you there. Thanks so much for for unpacking that. So, I mean, some people say that, you know, AI is the enemy of innovation right now. Uh, Because, for example, Rufaro was telling us about the generative AI, and a chat GP. We heard that there were students who had their dissertations written by chat GTP. You know, we heard that it ran a radio station for about a week uh, in America. uh, But that Chat GTP is, is is taking over and thinks faster than a uh, uh, than a bionic person um, or um, I mean than a, than a than a than a human being rather. Let me put it that way. Uh, what are your thoughts or responses to that? Arundi, this is uh, a very interesting uh, issue to debate on. Uh, you know, whenever technology evolves, it comes with pros and cons. But uh, let's look at the positive side of uh, artificial intelligence like that. It is our advancement that uh, artificial intelligence is improving the way processes operate. Let's look at it from a where we see uh, from right seem to be having a bit of trouble hearing you um maybe um let, let's come to rufaro uh, short uh, briefly and then we'll come back to you um rufaro your thoughts around the uh, taking of creative jobs and the making of certain uh jobs obsolete uh that ai has been accused of doing um do you think that this is a fair comment and also looking at the unconnected um you know and the fact that they probably will never really uh contribute to the uh, digital economy. Okay. Um, I think that one is a very interesting question. <laughs> um, I, I think that um, 
it's, it's quite a difficult um, issue to, to tackle. At the same time, I don't see how some jobs will become obsolete in the in the immediate um, era because, you know, when it comes to uh, AI, we still need the human um, fact-checking issues and controls to be in place. So I don't see how um, jobs will become obsolete. For example, when we're looking at accounting, um, although AI can be more effective insofar as um, calculations and the like, but still, you still need that human eye to make sure that, you know, um, things are in place. That's my thinking. And you know, when you're looking at even lawyers, there are still issues to do with fact-checking um, and corrections of issues. For example, when, when, uh, when AI produces cases, case law, that doesn't exist. You know, and if, you, if we don't include the human aspect of fact-checking, then we're going to leave things to a lot of errors and miscommunication and misinformation. So I, I genuinely think that um, when it comes to jobs becoming obsolete, it's not something that will happen immediately. And even in the future, I believe that we still need that verification process. Um, I remember there was a time when there was um, a, a conversation of replacing um, sentencing aspects in the court and using AI instead of a judge deciding on which sentence to come up with. And the, the results were not very good because there was stereotyping and in some instances there was a, an error in including some information that was not supposed to be included in deciding, you know, a, a sentence. And you cannot replace that human touch where you temper justice with mercy. I'm talking about things that I'm familiar with, where that is the field I'm most familiar with. So given that that example, even in in um, in food processing, you cannot um, replace a human with a, with a machine, for example, in food tasting. So at the end of the day, I don't think that um, we will have jobs that are completely obsolete. I, I don't think that is that is going to happen. Oh, well, That's my view. A sigh of relief to hear that because, you know, a lot of the time, uh, you know, when when I've had these conversations in the past, it's been, oh, you know, there's certain jobs, uh, you know, like, for example, Kudara kwa cameraman. <laughs> but now there are drones there are other ways to take pictures um there are other ways to make you know you know producers and all that there are other ways to make music and so forth but um you know certain sectors but as you've rightfully said we always need that human element to come in and check uh our to our listeners if you'd like to be part of this conversation please do join in on zero seven one nine one hundred four zero four as we are speaking to rufaro and 
and Martin around all the great things uh, that come with artificial intelligence, the benefits, the uses, examples of AI innovations, and of course, what the future looks like with AI involved. Um, now, Rufaro, can you share with us some issues or challenges uh, that have been uh, prevalent or that uh, users have come across when using AI-generated materials? I think you, you did mention the issue of, uh, you know, veracity, that sometimes it needs to be fact-checked. Uh, what mm-hmm. other issues uh, should our users be mindful of if they're going to be using AI as a, as a solution uh, or as a tool in, in, in the future? Okay, um, like what I mentioned earlier, um, concerns about uh, in intellectual property and data protection, um, which also touches on cyber security concerns, whether you, your, your information is secure or not, and also, um, well, I've already mentioned misinformation. So those are the major, the major issues that we have to be concerned about when you're using generative AI. Uh, definitely very important. Yes. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. Um, and also now, uh, as a learning tool um, in schools, um, for you know, we talked about dissertations being done. Uh, the issue of plagiarism, or or maybe AI being used to uh, to do assignments, AI being used to actually uh, do educational activities that require that somebody does. But I just go and I, I type it in, and Chat GPT does it for me. Uh, how does AI and education Education uh, come together, or how do they harmonize there? All right, so definitely we have to be careful because um, we are taking away that element of research that we 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 grew up knowing. <laughs> we we grew up not just GPT four years ago into the library and learn things for yourself and come up with a with an original piece of you know, of, of of work, whether it's an assignment or a dissertation. So we have to be very careful. Um, with, I, I would advise learners to be very careful when when they resort to using generative AI. I would actually discourage them. It's better for you to just do your research and learn new things outside um, information that you're saying is readily available through ChatGPT. Because, like I said earlier, there's a possibility of you coming across information that is. That is incorrect. And if you are someone who's learning something from from scratch, you might end up including things that are wrong. And um, when it comes to plagiarism, you might end up failing that uh, that um, that module or that uh, subject because you've come up with a with 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 a piece of um, assignment or a dissertation. That is not original, and that is not um, that is not from your own making. So, I would recommend that people would rather do work independent from um, using generative AI. Use other ways of research. Um, yeah, that that would be my take on issues to do with learning, because as much as it is good to research on the internet, generative AI is tricky on that forum. So, so with that in mind, who should be using the generative AI then? 
and, 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 and what are the prescribed or recommended uses for it um you know from from your experience and from your standpoint I think that um, from a creativity and entertainment perspective, that would be a good idea. But from a learning perspective, I I don't see it working out very well because of (laughs) the stuff that I've come across. And even when you're doing research for for work-related purposes, unless if you're using it for data analytics, I think you can use it for data analytics in so far as other jobs are concerned that do not require you to then go back and uh, come up with a with a with a report such as um, uh, you know that relies on information that needs to be uh, verified by other sources. For example, <laughs> what I was talking about court and uh, and uh, dissertations and assignments in educational spaces. So I think other schools can try and use it in uh, agriculture, accounting, and the like. Uh, that is my take. Ah, really, really, really interesting. And I know for a lot of people, Tambotivaya Martin, unfortunately, we, we haven't been able to reconnect with him. But I was asking about the unconnected. I mean, are there always going to be people left behind, uh, you know, who will never uh, have a phone that will uh, connect to the Internet? Uh, maybe they're connected uh, in terms of, you know, the mobile network, but that's about it. Um, how are they going to be, you know, put... Uh, put, how are they going to be considered? How are they also going to be taken along on, on this ride uh, where we go into the Internet of Things? Yeah, it, it, I think it is going to take a while for, for those. I'm sure that, yeah, that people will be left behind. That's the truth. When you, you know, that's, that's the disadvantage of um, needing uh, Internet based applications because if we don't have um, a software where we can use it outside the internet then it becomes a challenge uh, unless there's there's a possibility of, of us having access to it outside internet then that'll be that'll be a plus because we are sure someone in the Cambodia has a challenge that's quite a challenge and of course, uh, no discrimination could never push and it's okay, it's your choice. But of course, it's always good to uh, to stay on the wave. Uh, we first run out of time. Um, your um, a parting shot to uh, to our listeners on embracing AI on embracing the future of uh, ICT and the Internet of Things. All right. Um, yes, I think we're in the right direction. Um, and uh, I think we should just embrace the use of AI in our spaces because the advantage of it is that it reduces human error and risk and makes our work more efficient and more effective. And definitely we have to be considerate of the issues of human uh, fact-finding issues and verification. I'm big on that. So... That will be my parting note. 
And I think that's a good uh, place for us to end the conversation. Faro, thank you so, so much as always uh, for those amazing insights. I'm sure well, you know, many people are starting to see uh, several things that they did not realize about AI and about embracing the future. And of course, many thanks to Martin Mudua as well for sharing his insights. It's unfortunate that the network uh, was being so problematic, but we do appreciate him coming on board nonetheless. Faro, thanks so much. You have a good night and thank you. Thank you so much, Ruby, for having me. Good night. The Exchange on Deep Dive.